Welcome to episode 92 of the Better With Running podcast. I'm Zachary Newman, Run to BB coach, marathoner, and alongside me each and every week is my fellow co-host, the Shepherd and Sensation, Chris Armstrong, also Run to BB coach and marathoner. Welcome to the show, Chris O. Good to be here, mate. I don't know how you come for these. Um, it's good to be here on another Wednesday night, mate. It just... Can't believe how quick it's going at the moment. I mean, um, this time next week, we'll be sitting here getting all nervous ahead of another cross-country show here. I know. It's just, yeah, I know when we, we have our little two-minute briefing before we go in and we scramble together our notes, um, we do always say, I can't believe it's Wednesday night again. <laughs> oh, mate, it's, um, Eddie used to, on the footy show, Eddie McGuire used to get on and say, what a big week it's been in football. Like, just what a big week it's been in life at the moment. But um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's good. I, it's good. It's, it um, is good. It I think, beats the hell out of the alternative, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. And I, maybe part of it's because we went, everything went so slow during that lockdown. I mean, we were just oh. pause for two years and then, or two and a bit years. And then feels like everything's gone from zero to 100. And yeah, even just seeing the events, and we're going to talk about that on the episode, like just seeing the results come through over the weekend and all the all the excitement that comes with that. And like, you know, people are having to choose to choose between events now and choose between, you know, social activities and, and all the rest of it. So yeah, it's making things go a lot faster. Oh, mate, just to try and get back into routine and, um, and find a balance. I know it's probably a challenge that we craved um, two years ago, but yeah, <laughs> here we are trying to live our best life every week. Um, That's it. No, nah, it's good. What, what have we got coming up tonight, mate? Big show, mate. So pretty keen to hear about your progress. As um, like I said, we're getting close another week closer towards our showdown. So I want to hear the inside word on on how you're traveling. Um, we got the obviously, I mean, Gold Coast Marathon. Like you know, we just we, we're really starting to get in. I know with some of the marathoners I'm coaching, we're starting to get into the nitty gritty of the workouts and those long runs. Are, since big long runs posted on Strava on the uh, on the Sunday uh when you when you have a bit of a scroll through big weekend of results with the great ocean road marathon festival which was uh, lots of run to be athletes down there and we had the sydney uh sydney smh half that was a cracker and um yeah i actually had a couple of athletes in india going around in a, in a big event over there so we're going to cover that oh, and very nice and we're going to listen to question mate on Actually, on all things on, on Strava. Hey, that's right. I'm sure we'll be able to find some content for that one. Don't worry about that. Yeah, for sure, mate. Um, so, Chris, what did, what did Andy have on the menu for you this week? Well, Andy, this won't come as a shock to anyone, but we had a lot of easy case. Yeah. Um, the week just gone. Um, I don't think I've ever done a 6K race before, but if I have... Oh, there's no way I would have thought that I would have pulled up with as um, heavy a legs as I did from cross country mm. at Gels Park. So um, last week was pretty leisurely. Um, yeah. We had a couple of 30 minute runs in there. 
um, in a couple of sort of around an hour, hour and 10. Um, you know, real, just a lot of easy Ks um, yeah. to the point where I don't think there was really too many that had a four in front of them um, for the most part. Um, and even the session on Saturday, like very, very low key, three by five minutes um, with a two minute jog recovery. Um, first two blocks of five minutes were around half marathon effort. And then um, Andy had sort of mentioned, if you feel decent, you can do the last one at, at 10K effort, um, you know, and just kick down a little bit. But um, yeah, it was one of those ones where I went into it and probably felt a little bit flat. And I mean, part of that was knowing that I was going to do it by myself as yeah. well. Um, so I got out there, got it done. And the whole objective for me that on Saturday was just to go out, tick it off, get it done. No fuss, no hype, just go and get it done and, um, you know, move on to the next one. So, um, yeah, I think the, the session itself went for all the 21 minutes, a um, bit over five and a half K. And look, the two five-minute blocks up front were around sort of 340. Um, but it just, legs were heavy. There was not a lot of pop. Um, like it was just one of those ones where I suppose I don't really um, look at my watch when I'm doing a session, but I did have a couple of glimpses this time just to see, you know, towards the end of those five minute reps go, oh yeah, how long is there left? Mm, okay. Like it just felt like it just dragged a little bit. Yeah. This one, if I'm being completely honest. So did the week, um, did the week in general drag because you felt, I mean, coming off that bit of a high of um, obviously the, debuting in the bat singlet and you know they'll hype around xcr and then coming off that week um i'll be honest no but it was mainly because mainly because i just lived through anna throughout the week because with yeah. her having you know that her tape you know last tape a week before um her event on sunday like i was super pumped all through the week um mm. and probably just got to that um saturday i'm like oh i've got to do this <laughs> i've actually got to get out yeah. and do this by myself you know um, that's probably when reality set in. So, um, yeah, it was just a matter of ticking it off. And most that, you know, I think when you know your body's not in a position to really um, get out there and do anything special, it's really just going to be one of those ones you get done. You don't sort of, you know, you're just getting through the warm up. You're not, and for me anyway, you're not really sort of chomping at the bit to get out there and get amongst it and see what the body's got. Like, I guess you, you know that it's not going to be anything great. So, yeah. yeah, like 340s, I think the last five minutes. Um, where, you know, I did push, I did kick it down a little bit. Um, oh no, it says I averaged 326, but there's a couple of corners in there that probably a bit GPS friendly. Um, but I did, I did work a fair bit harder in that last five minutes. And it was, let's, I think, if I'm being honest, it was probably closer to 5K effort. Um, but yeah, got it done. But um, you know, in saying that, when I went out for my long run on the Sunday, it was probably my best, easily my best run of the week. Okay. Um, yeah. How I felt. So, um, got out there on the Sunday, ninety minutes, um, an average four forty, um, nice. which was great. So, and look, I'll, I'll be honest, I was up pretty early um, Sunday morning because you know wanted to check in Tracking, early yeah. with with Anna and see how she was going. So, um, up early, bit of caffeine into the system, and um, <laughs> I wanted we timed it so I would get back from my long run about 20 minutes before and it was due to go over the timing mats for the half marathon. Um, so yeah, all along, you just sort of running thinking, you know, how's she, how's she going? How's she doing? Yeah. Like, oh, I hope, you know, I hope everything's going well. So 
I think um, you know your mind's mind's elsewhere, so you weren't sort of concentrating on on how heavy the legs were and, and pretty keen to get back. But even though that was a quicker run for me, um, it actually felt really comfortable. Um, like the lungs felt fantastic. Um, the legs were still, you know, I'd say a little bit heavy, but um, you know they did feel a lot better um, than they did sort of Saturday, but. You know, I'm sort of where we're at, you know, we're Wednesday into this week now and I actually feel a million bucks, um, mm. you know, in terms of legs. So, yeah, I suppose getting ready to annihilate them in 10 days' time. Um, but, yeah, re- really happy with where I'm at, all things considered. So, sounds yeah. like you got the, the recovery right, you know, even though, yeah, just, just really easing it back and letting the body regenerate and, and get hungry again. And, um, Yes, sometimes a challenge that that yeah you kind of want to get going again, and then you 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 probably your body and your mind needs a break. And you've been you've been up for a while, so yeah, I think it was it was good in a sense. Um, I'm just having a look. It was still a pretty decent week in terms of mileage. Ran 76 k's for the week, and it was mm. just over six hours of running. So yeah. um, you know, it's still you know what I think is a quality week, but yeah. it just. You know, for the for the most part, if you were just asking my legs how it felt for the yeah. week, they'd be, you know, they'd probably have the sad emoji um, most <laughs> days through final surge. So, um, but yeah, like spirit wise, um, you know, we talk about having a refresh. And I know I was a bit flat on that Saturday, but um, yeah, like the spirits have been really good. So mm. um, yeah, it's um, it's 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 interesting just having a few races close to each other because i've never been someone who has typically done races all that close so mm-hmm. this is a new thing for me just um yeah, yeah. sort of having like a, a race week or a, a taper week a race week and a recovery week and then you almost back to another race so um you know and for me you know whilst i do care about my performance this is i'm finding this really invaluable for my coaching as mm. well just to experience it what it's like um, you know, trying to find things that are helping me, but keeping that sort of front of mind for my athletes as well. Um, so yeah, it's been it's really it's really awesome to be able to go through it. Hey, you, you touched on the emojis, mate. There was uh, there was the the leaf emoji popped up on the Strava on the <laughs> Saturday, and then there yeah. was uh, there was a photo. I'll, I'll, was that a, is that actually a photo you took, or have you Google mm. image that? Or that's no, actually- no. So that's that's the tree that um, we meet at. Um, myself and Anna meet at every well not every morning but just about every morning for our run we're pretty lucky all along um, where we live there's a lot of very similar trees but this one like just the I'm going to sound like a bit of a nerd here but um, just the the colors through the leaves and I just I'm a sucker for um, things like sunrises and just pretty stuff like that so um, yeah like autumn's my favorite season in terms of just seeing the you know just the color change and uh, or you know it's probably a bit philosophical but like the circle of life where it's sort yeah. of everything's all vibrant and then it starts to go a bit dormant um then there's like the, the color change and the trees drop their leaves and everything just goes real super quiet and then you've got spring as it um everything starts to come back to life again but um yeah no we were um yeah a bit of a tangent there but um, yeah, yeah. Kind of deep there, Chris, eh? <laughs> i know right <laughs> but um yeah we're a bit you know um, yeah long story short big fans <laughs> of the tree and yeah. um yeah just um i did 
try my hand at some very amateur photography. But um, oh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. All right. Um, just another question on your Sunday, right? So yeah. solo, first time mm-hmm. for a while solo. How did you? Yeah. Did you podcast it or music or just just the feet on the ground? No, just the feet on the ground for this nice. one. So, um, sort of conscious that. Look, because I was a bit beat up, I really did just want to listen to my body. So I find that a lot easier to do if I you know, really can just be a bit um, in tune with my breathing and, and hear what's going on. I'm also someone, and you know, Anna will probably testify to this, that once I start talking, I pretty much block out any other noise. So I'm a bit of a danger <laughs> to get hit by a car or um, you know, cyclists coming up behind or, yeah, yeah. or anything like the amount of time she's pulled me out of the way of a car or told me to get off the road. It's, um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I'm a bit, a bit of a hazard. So if I did have a podcasting or something like that, I'd have to be purely out at Botan where I know there's no cars. So yeah, um, yeah it's um, one of my faults, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a later start too, 7.34. Yeah, no, and that was, um, yeah, it, it felt like lunchtime, if I'm being honest. I had been up for a few hours by then, but yeah, um, yeah, that was good. It was good, actually. Saw a few more people that I wouldn't ordinarily see. I guess we, we usually finish by around that time. So, um, yeah, it was good to see a bit of daylight. And um, I even marked out a course for um, our next cross-country for Shep Runners Club, which is coming up in a couple nice. of weeks. So, yeah, it was a... It was a very productive long run in the end. Nice bit of multitasking. Yeah. No, good. Hey, got to make the most of the time. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Um, measured up the course for that and um, figured out how I was going to do the handicapping. So, yeah, I, I do my best thinking, I think, when I'm running. So, mm. uh, it was good. That I mean, was you, fun. Yourself, mate, um, you know, starting to get back in, hit a couple of good sessions. Another you, solid mate? long yeah. run. Another, another, um, another, week in the books and talking about early mornings and you know how I'm not they're notoriously not good in the mornings and and I ended up on the Saturday Dane Verway or Friday uh, Friday Dane O Dane Verway run culture legend uh, and I've jumped in there jumped in with the hours a few times he sent a message to say hey we're doing the session down at um at Patterson's Lakes over the the grass oval he's um his famous grass track down there and he said, oh, we're going to start at 7.30. And I was like, oh, oh. oh I said, Dana. Oh, Mate. I, 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 think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to um, give that the wide berth if you're starting at 7.30. And he came back and said, oh, actually, no, we could push it to 8 o'clock. I said, oh, don't change it on my behalf. But he's, he's like, no, no, 8 o'clock's fine. So I ended up, he ended up doing 8 o'clock because, yeah, just hearing you talk about, you know, Finish usually finish by 7 30. I'm thinking, geez, I'm pushing sessions to start at eight o'clock. <laughs> Mate, I'm saying after your warm-up here, I'm having a look here on Strava. You started at 8.49. Did we? Yeah, well, after you finish your warm-up, the um the, the, set the session did, started the at session, 8.49. Yeah, 8 49. Like, whoa. Yeah. Mate, the sun's up by then. You could get <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> Dana's yeah. probably not the most um yeah, he can be a little bit late at times. <laughs> and uh, I feel, oh, he wasn't too late, actually. I think he was about eight. By the time we got, got rolling, the warm-up was probably 8.10. And then we got back to the car and got our got our shoes and jogged over to the Oval. And, yeah, problem was when we got to the Ovals that has this 
I mean, it's I've talked about it a, a month or so back. Is it, you know, Dano talked it up as being the best grass track in Australia, and uh, it was it was up there, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a stall. But um, it actually it was on rugby fields, and we got we entered the um in the area where all the, the fields were, and then there was um three games of rugby set up on it. So oh, no, <laughs> so come on, hasn't Dano got a bit of pull? That he's yeah, book the track. Well, Sorry, guys, this is. It's my time now. <laughs> no, he really doesn't because we found uh, out the hard way because, um, yeah, we – so, we, we look, there was another uh, there was a, another oval that was vacant. So, we thought, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll just improvise and we'll go on there. And, and Dana had the cones out. So, he, his brother Ned was there, Ned Burway, um, a couple of other young bucks. And uh, we – Dana jogged out and he sort of just – stepped out of, i mean in the end we just said let's do 70 on 50 off we were going to do quarters so let's just adapt it and do it more like a fart leg session because the reality of it was it you know doing it on a, a rugby field and the tight fans and all the rest of it we just thought we'll just roll laps yeah effectively Dana stepped it out put it on and, and as we were just doing our drills which is probably you know 40 minutes after we parked the car <laughs> and and we're all about to to start uh, a group of probably yeah 12 13 year olds and their um coaches arrived and they started setting up their training on the on the oh, uh, oh no and, and rude. yeah <laughs> oh. which was fine Dano sort of went over and said hey we're, we're going to be running just around the outside and he sort of had a thumbs up from one of the guys so we thought oh, okay this, this should work like they're just they said we're not playing on the we're not we don't need the whole field and uh, they started their drills. Fine, we finished our drills. We started, and where we'd actually mapped out the the course, they proceeded to move their uh, training drill right into the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) And as we were going around two laps in, we're thinking, they're actually right in the middle of the session. And then they just didn't want to move, you know, Dane and said, oh, and, and it was just like, come on and we're just thinking you've got kids here and and one of the um coaches said we're not moving and it's just like well by the time we'd improvise we we're going around we had probably eight minutes of the session left and yeah it wasn't annoying us it was it was it was comical really because it was sort of like an impromptu course change every time we sort of went around and i mean <laughs> just, it's just crazy i mean they had another hundred meters of of space that they literally could have moved to and yeah, it just uh, it was a little bit comical, you know, in the end. And <laughs> how, how big were these kids, mate? Like 12, 13 year olds. Well, they're all rugby. bigger than me. So yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I reckon they'd be, you know, 12, 13 year olds playing rugby. I reckon they'd be some pretty meaty children. Yeah. I mean, look, when you've got young Jesse Dun- uh, Dunsmore and Bev Doe's, uh, who were, you know, 19, 20 year olds who, um, uh, pretty slim <laughs> and myself who's you know all four foot and Dana who's probably four foot and a half um his brother's not that big so we didn't have much pull um big Joey Joey McGill was our big guy and even he couldn't uh, he couldn't sort of intimidate them so I think when you go over to a bunch of kids and you're you know a group of grown adults and they just look at you and laugh and basically yeah. tell you to get off their ground when they turn up second. <laughs> the lack yeah. of respect. I know. You Just... know you're a distance runner when uh... and Nick Joey, like Joey McGill, he's a uh, one of Dano's young fellas who's 
super like high energy guy, really good kid. Um, halfway through the rep, he was trying to sort of engage and have a chat to these guys. <laughs> oh, no. He was asking if they were playing union or, or league and uh, it was, um, it was pretty funny. Made the session go, I mean, it was a short session, but made it go really short because of the uh, all the commotion going on. Yeah. Oh, we did, yeah. Um, yeah, so ended up, it was 16 minutes of running at 3.36s in the end. By the time we were sort of going on and off and on on that 70 on, 50 off, Dane, Dane, I think, got fit, fired up and just um, he, he started with uh, myself and Joey and then just launched um, halfway through his session and, and ended up finishing on the back of, um, of a couple of his young boys. So good session from Dana. He's, he, I was trying to talk him into going to Launceston. Uh, yeah. He didn't admit, but I'll, I'll stay on him and uh, try and get try and get a bit of a three-way battle between uh, Mattress and, and Dano teed up. Yeah, chip away. I reckon that's a good plan. Mm. So yeah, that was that was an eventful but fun fun session. It's always fun with the sort of that young energy that these the uh, the owls bring and, and Dano. He's always good for good for some laughs and just yeah makes it exciting. You know, makes it enjoyable and you know, we did, did a big cool down and uh, yeah into a bit of a, a, a brunch setup and yeah a bit of a, a session review and yeah all, all guns um blazing off that one that's the way mate and um i'll tell you what backed it up with a very solid long run on sunday yeah it was one of those ones like uh, i think i've been saying every week each week people were getting fitter and, and pushing it along but this one it was on from there was a group that had probably done 30 minutes beforehand and yeah when we started uh it was a 420 out the gates and I, i'm usually like a i can be five minutes for my first k on a on an easy run or 450 so there's nothing wrong with that either <laughs> yeah I know, I, yeah <laughs> nothing wrong at all um but this was uh, oh, i could just tell and we had a, a group sort of a couple of groups merge uh, actually, we had Lyndon Hall, who's a speedy, you know, fifteen hundred runner. She was in the back, and even even she had to peel off halfway through to um, while they were doing a shorter loop. But so Kat Bissett was there, um, Australian eight hundred meter record holder. She was um, she was, so it was a star started field. Get, getting around with the high rollers. Oh, I was just just yeah stargazing really and um yeah lisa waitman obviously who's there every week she was she was leading the charge and i think um yeah and the, the melbourne uni boys they're all up and about so it was just early on we were just rolling and it was just it, it didn't relent um and then it, it to the point where i mean i i was thinking it you know sort of hour 20 in um there was whispers maxi was sort of um he was sort of eyeing people off in the pack you know insinuating he was going to start to make a move and i said i just shook my head and i said not not today but you've got me on the limit and and kiwi steve steve langdon who's um who we do a lot of running with or do a lot of running with he wasn't interested i mean he's traditionally an 800 guy and he's <laughs> been dragging him out for, for an hour 40 plus runs <laughs> And we made a pact that we weren't going to get involved in, in this kickdown. And uh, it turns out they kicked down pretty hard. Like I think uh, Shoei, Lisa and Maxie were running 340s at the end. Um, so, yeah, they are flying at the moment. And just, a, yeah, a, another solid one. And I think, you know, coming off that shorter session on Saturday, I probably had a bit more in your legs, which, which did help. So looking at that last sort of nine or ten k, mate. There's um there's quite a few threes in there. 
Yeah, I I knew we were rolling. I didn't look at my watch, and then I got back and uh, stopped it. And then these, you know, the alerts come up with the record. <laughs> yeah, and ten k record in there. Forty oh, minutes. Jeez, look out! Yeah, so yeah, I, it was quick. It was quick, but um. You're going to have to start doing strides before your long run, mate. Yeah, no, I'm going to start wearing the alphas, I think. On that <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, Monday was like, yeah, a few of the guys who were in that group ran on Monday and we, we definitely um, we took it very easy on the Monday. I was going to say, it's, um, you, you think that your legs are going to be more beat up from the session that you do on the Saturday, but mm-hmm. when you add the fatigue from the Saturday into – a decent long run like that that monday is hard work yeah it is and you're back at work and you've got monday blues probably and you just there's, there's so many other things at play and you just oh. and it's that day before you know if you're doing tuesday thursday or tuesday workouts you're just thinking oh okay got a reprieve here consolidate that yeah. monday and yeah we're going to get going again on tuesday mm-hmm. so there is a little bit of that as well i think yeah, on it's just you know it's it's training smart as well. I mean, just having a look here, like you've run twenty three k at four oh seven on the Sunday, and then you know your recovery run on the Monday, you you drop back nearly forty seconds a k. Like it's it's twelve k at four forty twos. Yeah, you know if you were trying to smack that one out the same way that you did your long run, I bet you the quality in that Tuesday session wouldn't feel real good, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. I'm probably being, this is a slightly different way. I would, I'm being a little bit more aggressive in terms of those Sunday runs because I'm not doing the mileage, not doing the bigger workouts um, through the week. So I'm probably, mm. I am probably pushing the boat out a little bit on the Sundays. Um, but then, you know, I think we've probably had five or six in a row that have probably averaged four, anywhere from 4.15 to 4.20. Um, but yeah, it, it can be a, a dangerous cycle to get into when you start to start to push just, you know, start to push those long runs and then every other run you just start to try and squeeze, you know, five seconds of K out before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> as long right. as, as long as you're not getting stuck into the, the races with Shoei um, in the long run there, mate. So. <laughs> yeah. It's um, yeah. It, <laughs> when you, when you get to the track on the Tuesday for the workout, you know, that all, all bets are off from that. From that Sunday run, it's long forgotten. You, yeah, you're, off, you're back, um, and it's a different ball game. And you're back into the four by two k. Yeah, the, yesterday, last night. Yeah, got back out on the on the track. Starting to starting to enjoy those longer workouts on the track. I don't. I think I, I still. I mean, I, I've I've said this before. I really do prefer the roads for racing, and I think training as well i just i think the change of scenery and um i think just even the changes of say the undulations you get in a road maybe helps my running and i just think with the track mentally i could probably lose my head a little bit in terms of if i'm not going that well just just uh, fall away for a lap and and not stay on the pace so i think but you know in saying that i think through lap two, I was, you know, I did so four by 2K and with a 90 second recovery through the first two laps, through the first two reps, I was really starting to feel it. And 
I did drop back and change the pace a little bit and just drop back to a, a slightly slow, um, you know, slower group, and that did help. But I think I could, I could probably get myself in a hole doing these track workouts just on the, on the limit. So good workout overall, though. Like, you know, 4 by 2 k off 90 seconds. It's a pretty honest workout. You, you know, there's nowhere to hide on that one. And um, I think I probably did it five six weeks ago i haven't looked back at the paces i was doing but this what the big indicator for me was by the fourth rep i actually felt good um yeah as, as good as i've felt in the last rep so that's that's really positive from my, from my side oh, i think it just shows that the fitness is coming along really well mate you know especially off the back of gels as well i know we bang on a bit about it but you know now that you've had a decent amount of recovery and mm. the body's feeling good, like you've sort of absorbed that now and you're using it to get stronger. So to be able to, you know, just go through that progress on the track, mate, really good signs. Mm, yeah, and yeah, and another 100K the week before. So, you know, starting to, to get, that, get that blue fence up, mate, and uh, get the skyscrapers going. Oh, it's, it's all clicking. And, and, you know, perfect time as well. You know, Launceston coming up, you know, Gold Coast 10, you know, cross country is really starting to get into it so mate you, you're ticking all the boxes yeah and i'm enjoying it as well like it's been a good change just you know the melbourne uni uni group's been fun and you know getting along to the sessions and you know we had a had a it was, a, it was actually a big night because we didn't start till 605 we did a warm-up and then we actually don't start the sessions at 640 <laughs> That's just looking, yeah. <laughs> so again, there's a bit of bit of fluffing around between a lot of people to get together and people getting their strides and getting started, and then you know four by eight, four by two k, and then a, a group was doing two hundreds after that. So we oh, then wow. we did group warm down after that. It's you know you're looking at oh I think it was eight o'clock by the time we finished. We actually got back after the warm down and. Yeah, getting changed, and then we we actually organised with the group to go over to the to the Melbourne Uni sponsored pub and um, the Clyde for a Palmer. Oh, so, um, yeah, that was fun. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it's called the uh, Clyde Palmer Nights. So uh, a bit of a <laughs> not yeah, <laughs> bit of a play on word there. Play on words with our old mate Clyde. Yeah, no, I like that. It's um, you yeah, so you have to be very specific with what you're saying because there probably would be some people that would get triggered with them. Um... Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. Um, yeah, geez, we didn't we didn't actually leave there till about ten thirty after a couple of refreshments. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good night. Very good, mate. What do you got coming up this week? So this week, uh, still in the go. Uh, yeah, I'm still working out whether I'll jump back down and, and going with the uh, run culture hours on Saturday. Yeah, just negotiating a start time or? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so whether just a case of what kind of session they're going to do because I, I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of a longer session in um, just to just maybe a, maybe a threshold or um, so we'll see. Otherwise, I'll get on the road and do something. And then yeah, back out for another Sunday run. Hopefully not as, hopefully not as tasty as uh, uh, as last one. <laughs> that sounds good. Nice, mate. We we did a poster in the week on our socials around the grounds, and 
I think it went out on Monday and uh, that list of athletes we had for the Great Ocean Road and for Sydney and, and India, it was, it was a huge weekend of racing. And I thought we'd touch on a few of those few of those results, Chris. So you oh, had it was massive. You must have been excited seeing all those results come in. Oh, um, I, yes. I mean, in a, in a, in a word, yes. Um, I sat here at the computer and just constantly click refresh to the point where my index finger actually started to get sore. So uh, <laughs> just waiting for times to come across the computer. And, you know, like just when you're invested so much in someone's journey, um, you know, and you just want to see them do well. And yeah, no, so there's a lot of time. I know I got a little bit tight in the hips and the lower back just from sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, but wouldn't trade it or do it any, any differently because I loved every minute of it. Just the, um, the anticipation um, waiting for results to come through. And then I guess like knowing that um, like goals had been reached or, um, you know, sort of the effort that these people have put in to achieve the results that they do. Like for me, that's really special. I think um, that's one of the privileges of being able to, you know, not only coach um, our athletes, but develop friendships with them as well. So, um, you know, you really do get to go on, on the ride and, and the chance to, celebrate and be be a part of the happiness it's it's oh, mate it's bloody incredible um yeah, there's, yeah i mean so. there's nothing like race week as well you know that <laughs> the highs and that that the emotion that goes into race week and you know getting chatting to your athlete about the race plan and seeing them execute it it's just um it's, it's nothing more satisfying as you know coming back after your long run and, and seeing the results and, and like you said refreshing and, and seeing these splits come through and going wow this is they're, they're on for a, for a massive pb or a massive achievement yeah oh absolutely so you know, we've got a few people um that we can cover where would you like to start mate well look we'll we had athletes across, like the Great Ocean Road Festival is massive. You know, it's a Saturday and a Sunday event. So on the Saturday we had, there was a six, I think the Saturday, there was a 6K on the Saturday, but I know the 14K was. Lauren Salamento, um, she was post-COVID, ran 28-17, coached by, by Gemma Maney. In the 14K, um, one of the Bingo, Bingo Bats, Maddie Buckle, uh, 43-43. So oh, it's probably a PB, but he was on the podium. Yeah, no, he's third. third. I'm not sure if um, Matty can track his 14K <laughs> yeah, results. I mean, but, um, it, yeah. yeah, but a really strong result. Um, obviously, another another one of those excellent juniors um, coming out of the, the bat factory down at Bendigo. So, you know, Andy was very excited for Matty's run. Yeah, uh, Brad White, 53, 48, Jay Robinson, hour 12. Um, one of your athletes, uh, hour 35. Yeah, Phil Podbury. So Anna's dad, um, Phil won his age group. So a bit of, yes. a bit of context. Phil's 79. And, um, we have spoken about Phil before. We have. Yeah. And um, I actually think well, he may have been the only person in his age group, but that doesn't matter. It's more that I mean, Oh, I'll try not to get too emotional about this one, but Phil's had um, some challenges to, to get on the start line this year. And um, he got some good, yeah, it was just really good to see 
him get out there because I mean, for, for a lot of people, regardless of any age, when you have some some you know some decent setbacks, yeah. it's pretty easy just to go stuff this. No, nah, it's too hard. I don't want to know about it. And um, just to see the amount of effort that this guy puts in, um, you know, it's to to do drills, to um, you know, just walk, run, and like just to even get to the point where um, he can actually do. 14k without a care in the world and you know he'd um his his initial goal on saturday was just to beat the cutoff and not get dragged off the course i think it was about two hours and you know he was stressed about that um so just to see him go out there and you know anna his daughter anna was all there and phil did you know, literally, he only expected to try and you know, just beat the cutoff, but he smashed it by 25 minutes to the point where yeah. um, Anna missed him coming into the finish line. She was absolutely <laughs> gutted, which you know I feel for her because it um, she was really keen to to see him cross. But that's how well he did it and exceeded the expectations. So whilst you know you just see a name and a time on the paper, like mm. shit, it meant a lot. Like it just meant so much yeah. to um, see him get across the finish line. And you know, I know there'll be another goal now that it. You know, try and chase but uh, he's already talking about next year and uh, he's back he's back to back um in the age group stakes for for great ocean road for the 14k so he's talking about a three-peat for next year but um yeah it was just um one pretty emotional one for that for me for that one but yeah it was a big thrill um just to to um i guess hear about how happy he was i haven't been able to catch up with phil this week he got a new so you know here he's he's got a new puppy um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, picked up a new puppy yesterday so right. yeah wasn't able to make it down to run his club training but we'll hopefully catch up um either thursday or saturday and have a really you know good face-to-face chat about the weekend mm. massive massive achievement uh half marathon so the half was on the well it's 23k but you obviously go through the half and number of athletes were clocking half marathon pbs and traverse who you met at Gels. Yes. Uh, yeah, you got to meet Traverse. He was coming off a high off his O'Keefe run, went into Gels, smashed Gels. And then we had, we were talking about this earlier, Chris, about, you know, how do you, you know, you, you want to do these events. We have, we've been starved of events. And I know uh, Traverse was like, yeah, I want to do these three. So we had to sort of plan around it. And, uh, it, you know, this, this, could have been a tough kind of three race <laughs> passage, you know, knocking off that okay half gels and then another half or 23k. And yeah, Traves has just prepared himself perfectly and yeah, absolutely had a blinder. And he managed to take six minutes off that time from okay. So wow. <laughs> and and like you know, I'd sort of said to him, it's just, this is you know, it's a bit longer. There's a rolling hills. Maybe just start out a little bit, um, a little bit more conservative. He did say in his sort of um, post race briefing that um, it was a bit of chaos early, just trying to get get on the pace, and there was just so many people, and then he he was able to get onto the right pace, and then as he got rolling, he just. <laughs> He could see, you know, at twenty k, he's like, I'm on, I'm on track for a sub hundred meter, hundred minute half here. This is, this is huge. So he just, he went for it, um, and yeah, then had had another couple of k to finish, which is never fun. But 
He's also claiming, yeah, he's actually saying Strava said have knocked off a 10K, 15 and a 20K PB. <laughs> so he's gone the, um, gone the full whack there. Jeez, it's going to be hard to top. I mean, um, yeah. the next half marathon that he does, he's going to have that in the back of his head like, oh, geez, <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got to try and line everything up here again. Yeah. But, uh, uh, how, how good is that, though? And the fact that he's pulled up so well. Yeah, um, oh, okay. just... Yeah, coming off O'Keefe, Gels was a ripper. And yeah, Travis, he's like, he's been just so diligent. Like, you know, he really hasn't missed sessions. And we've tried different things. There's been a couple of, like, we've gone in a few park runs and had a crack at park run. And things have gone, um, you know, we've had a couple of park runs that just haven't gone that our way. And we've had to sort of work on maybe just strategy and races and just employing a few different tactics and yeah it's it's come off for him so i'm just absolutely stoked for it no, that's good mate and how good is it to be able to celebrate you know oh, um, yeah. with your athletes so yeah it's i've just got to get him into the melbourne uni single now I mean, been, <laughs> so <laughs> he looks it, pretty content in the tigers he's in the tiger strip but um we'll keep chipping away at that one uh in the half you had energy your training partner big PB there. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, this is a special one. Um, Anna, yeah. I, I, it's a hard one to tell because I'm hopeful that we'll get Anna on um, mm. in the next couple of weeks and it'd be great for her to sort of go through everything because it's a pretty cool story. Um, actually, a quick story. Um, this isn't on the, on the sheet, but I reckon it's worth telling. Mm. So Anna's brother-in-law, um, Eugene, running ran the 23 and um doesn't doesn't do a lot of running but really wanted to do the, the 23 and um when he entered the event obviously when you enter there's a lot of boxes and a lot of information that you put in and one of the questions is do you want to would you like to have your name on your race bib mm. and there was a you know there's a box to, to type in there and he's typed in yes because yes he did want his name <laughs> on his race bib <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and and being, you know, he's quite quite careful and quite fastidious. He wanted to make sure that he didn't lose his bid. So everything was packed, set for Saturday, like obviously racing on a Sunday, but going down and had it all packed. Didn't open it till Saturday, opened it, opens the bib. It's got yes written on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dull. <laughs> and um yeah, that was brilliant. So I've got some, I've seen some race photos and um, some after race photos of Eugene with his yes bib on. Um, so he's probably going to cop that for some time. But yeah, I just thought that was unreal. And I'm sure there's probably a few people out there that have had some things put on bibs that they didn't necessarily mean. But um, yeah, no, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious for, for Eugene and his yes bib. <laughs> One for the pool um, room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to get that framed and put that up. But um. Look, Anna, Anna had a great run. Um, it was probably a bit of a strange one where we, we race planned for the 23, but deep down we, we both knew that Anna had a pretty specific time goal that she wanted to go under 90 minutes for the first time ever. Um, and that was probably the priority um, as opposed to um, how the 23 went. So, um, you know, I raced home from a long run. I'm sitting here at the computer and I had two windows up. I had one for the overall results because 
Um, you know, it was sort of everyone was coming in and have that half time with their finish time. And I thought, oh, look, I'll have Anna's window up separately itself. And I'll just keep refreshing that just to see if it does come up with a half split. And um, sure enough, after about 10 minutes of just constantly pushing the mouse, because I think like the, the live time was about two minutes behind. Yeah. Um, so I'll be honest, I was sitting there shitting myself going, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> last last year she went through in 130.06, like literally six <laughs> seconds. Um, and, you know, being in good shape and just think, like, you know, so long as everything's gone well, should be a really good chance. And anyway, refresh, 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 bang, there's the result, 129.44. And I've just given it this big, loud yes. <laughs> I literally almost it probably sounded like I was like half a shepherd and up. Yeah, like double fist pump, um, carrying on um, like you wouldn't believe. And Nora was down the front end of the house thinking that I'd like um, punch the wall or kick my, <laughs> kick my foot into the Melbourne's like, just, just won another game. Melbourne's just won a flag, mate. Um, like it was just, it was a massive celebration. She's come racing out going, What's happened? Like, what did, what, did you hurt yourself? I'm like, No, no, it's all good. And it's just broken 90 minutes. Um, and mate, I, felt like I probably could have walked on water when I saw that. I was just shit. I was happy. Yeah. Um, you just know, as I touched on before, you just, you just know the story and I oh, try not to get emotionally in, but it's um, just know how bloody hard she's worked and how much it meant to her. And, um, to be fair, like um, she cried. <laughs> Across the half line and um, nearly had a chunder because um, there was a fair old push that last. That last <laughs> it was a pretty stiff headwind. Yeah. Um, and she literally gave it everything, just went mm. full noise for for a minute there just to get under and make sure of it. And, um, you know, it probably floated the next two or three minutes yeah. just to try and keep the system working because mm. she didn't <laughs> fall over and sit under a tree there for 10 minutes but um you know to a credit you know, Anna had sort of averaged 417 up to that point and then um still ran that next k in about 430 and then yeah. when she could when she, well, it was hard because we'd sort of targeted when you could see the finish arch you know really push and go again but there was no finish arch this time it was just a couple oh. of inches hats out <laughs> <What's that? Okay. laughs> um, Anna's coasting along looking for the, the finish arch and it wasn't there yeah. Um, and all of a sudden she's just realized that there was people stopping and like, oh, that's the finish line. So <laughs> she um she picked it up and, and kicked it home. I think the last K was still like a 413 or 415. But yeah, she yeah. she was absolutely spent. Um, but just thrilled, absolutely thrilled that you know, for about 12 years she's been trying to um you know get crack through this barrier. It was probably the biggest one. You know, in chatting to her, she's got some other goals. Like she wants to break 40 minutes for 10K and wants to break 19 for five and just wants to run another marathon PB. But because the half has always been the distance that she's done, mm. uh, like 10K is pretty new for her and 5K is like a real novelty. So um, the half's what she's done all along and this just meant the absolute world to her. So, um, yeah, just, just really cool. And, you know, it's kind of... It was nice to take a step back and actually just hear about the experience and and how happy she was. And you know, we caught up Tuesday and had a good chat. And um, you know, we did Pilates. Like, and as my Pilates instructor, so we went yeah. to Pilates today. And I was like, <laughs> it was rough, mate, when you turn up to Pilates and you know the instructors absolutely flame themselves in a half marathon, <laughs> and, and they're still better at it than you <laughs> yeah. um, on the Wednesday and making it look easy. Um, so yeah, it's um. 
you know, it just goes to show how strong, you know, literally how strong she is. So, mm. um, yeah, no, pretty bloody excited, mate. Um, yeah, pretty emotion-charged uh, Sunday for you, mate. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, you know, you sort of, I oh, know I'm a shocker with sleep, so I woke <laughs> up pretty early and it was way before I needed to get up. And it was just, it was like I'd had a coffee. I just woke up and right, we're straight into it. This, you know, today's the day. It was that pumped. Like it, it felt like I was racing and obviously I wasn't. But yeah. Um, yeah. And I was definitely up and about for, for the rest of Sunday. But um, Sunday night, I, I just passed out due to exhaustion, I think. Mm. That was pretty cool. But um, it is, yeah. it's, it's a different feeling because you've done as much as you can. You, you want, you just want to see them do what they can do on the day and then it's out of your hands and you're <laughs> you're waiting around you're refreshing and you you're, you're just hoping that you know that the the day goes well for them and then oh, you, know, you do about, and you know I'm, I'm probably a bit more of a the sort of person who does wear their heart on their sleeve a little bit more yeah. so i'll probably you know it's it's a blessing and a bit of a curse because you really do feel the highs a lot more and then you know, the lows you you know you, you tend to take it a bit hard so you know i can be a little bit um you know up and down um, with my guys particularly those that i'm really close to and um yeah i mean you sort of it's sort of a real fine edge because i think you know 20 seconds the other way and it had it been a 130 whilst it'd still be a great run yeah i just, a, I just know how much it was oh, done. Um, we know so, that as runners what that even though it's not much, it is, it means a lot to you know. It's just the way you come away from that. It's just it's completely different, isn't it? Yeah, but um, no, celebrations have been um, plentiful this week, and um, yeah, we'll just try and keep it. We'll try and keep a bit of a, a lid on it. A lid on it, but um, yeah, no, definitely something that we've enjoyed. But um, tell you what, the um the run to PB highlights didn't stop there, mate. There was plenty more. Um, Sarah J, Sarah J Ramara. I know. Like, 60 Ks. 60 K, what a result that was for her. And we had Mattress on last week and he he did signal that uh, Sarah was lining up for this one. And we didn't realise that she was going to go and absolutely win it. Oh. And she sliced off, was it 19, is that right, 18 minutes? 18 minutes off the time that she ran last so year. five hours. She came second last year in five hours and went 4.41.59 this year. So <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and and not only to add that, from the first year that she did it, which I think might have been four years ago, yeah, taken, taken 50 minutes out of her <laughs> overall time over the course of four years. So, yeah, that is just phenomenal. I know um, actually Soph does a bit of running with, with Sarah there, um, they're located near each other in um, in the city in, in Melbourne. So I know they've been doing some runs. So I know Sophie's, um, she was pretty pumped with that result. And yeah, what an achievement though. Like just talk about chipping away at things, you know, take 50 minutes off for the first time you've done it. It's just it's an amazing achievement. Oh, man, just, you know, sometimes there's things that you just can't comprehend. That's one of them. It's just bloody amazing. So, um, you know, and it's not it's not just some small town fun run. Like that's a that's a huge win. Yeah, that's a massive feather in a cap yeah. for Sarah. It's a great. Yeah, I mean the marathon. We had a we had a few going around. We'll just quickly touch on that. I, I actually had Andrew Crawlers, um three hours twenty five. So 
it was 43k so you had to go the extra a little bit extra but in saying that or 44k i should say uh andrew oh, mate, he was talking about roller coaster race week on the friday he sent me a message that oh my kid's a bit sick and i'm you know i'm okay but i think it's going through the family not sure what i'm going to do i'm you know trying to and i hope hopefully i'll be okay and we sort of went into a bit of damage control and he said he had a couple of other mates that were, were going to be out there that were running a little bit um a bit slower and he thought well i might just jump in and do that as a long run and then we just we kept it up in the air and we, i said look you just you know if you can let's just see how you feel over the next 24 hours and fortunately by race day he's actually okay and he <laughs> Andrew's a tough bugger and I don't know how well he was feeling. Maybe he just was, you know, 90 or 90%, but he went out there and ran three hours, 25, sneaked into the top 50. He was second in his age group. And yeah, he's, he's just saying, how, you know, he got to, it was a bit hard to judge early, but then um, yeah, he, he just managed it really well. I mean, even 15K in, he said that he was sort of pushing a bit hard, backed off and then got going again. So like super like really impressive like i i couldn't imagine sort of having those those feelings or 24 48 hours out from the marathon and then to go out and do three hours 25 which is a, a huge run for him oh massive you know just to even compose himself on the start line and not have yeah. it all fall to pieces like you know mentally that's that's an incredible effort uh, well done yeah oh, it was yeah so good to see uh liam beecroft Sub three hours. Uh, Josh, Josh, Josh Harris been coaching Liam for a little while now, and they've been eyeing off this sub three, and uh, yeah, managed to get it two fifty nine. Big, big PB for there from uh, from Liam. Uh, Hillary Hayton uh, four hours twenty five. Actually, so she went four twenty five for the forty four k, and she's coached by Karina. So Hillary ran the uh, 15 minute PB for the course and a 15 minute PB through the marathon split. So she went 4.11 through the marathon. So not a bad little PB there, Chriso. Yeah. 15 minutes. Any PB is a good PB, mate. Yeah. When you take the knife out and carve 15 minutes out of it, geez. Yeah. Might have to chat to Karina about how to get 15 minutes off my PB. Well, if if you get some gold, please pass that down the line. Okay, there's a few of us who'd like that. Um, Tom Scanlon, did you see that photo that was on our socials? He ran uh, three hours eleven for the um, through the for the forty four on our so he he finished. He managed to sort of there was some video footage and then there was a still photo. He um yeah he crossed the line with his kid. Uh, that was a pretty cool cool image to see. Um, yeah, he was obviously feeling pretty good. And his young kid just was able to run with him for the last 100 metres across the line. That was awesome to watch. Oh, love that stuff. I think, um, and it's one of the things with the Great Ocean Road, obviously it's, it's a really popular tourist spot, but it's, but it's an event that, um, you know, a lot of families go down, go and do it together. There's a kid's event, um, mm. you know, on the on the Saturday where a lot of parents run with their kids. And, um, you know, to, with all the distances, it sort of gives it, you know, this isn't a big plug for the event. <laughs> They're not sponsoring, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, just you know the fact that there's something there that appeals to everyone, and that you, know, you can go down as a family and, and go and do it together, and do a few other things while you're down there as well. So, no, I thought that was really cool just seeing that. I think, um, 
yeah, it certainly brought a smile to my face. I think you'll have to have it on the list next year, Chris O, we'll to get down there and, and, and maybe face off over an event. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big commitment to be a year out. I'll tell you, I've run it once. I've run the half once and um, I copped some of the worst weather I've ever raced in my life. <laughs> that scarred me for life. And I think Nora Stamp just never again. Um, to like we, I did casually mention it to us here and say, hey, you know, Gold Coast coming up. Would you, would you, you know, maybe 14K at Great Ocean Road could be a good idea. And um, I don't think I can say what she said, but um, <laughs> <laughs> hence um, there were no no entries booked no for Great yeah, Ocean yeah. Road <laughs> this time around. But um, I'll yeah, keep chipping is, away. I've got got a got a full year to chip away. Yeah, it is one that I would like to go down and do. I don't know that I'd necessarily race it. I think I'd actually like to go and enjoy the course. So mm. it might be something that. Um, you know, it might be done as more of a session or even a pace job um, down there. But, yeah, it's definitely one I want to get back to get on do because I think the first time I went round, I really just looked um, with sideways eyes at the at the coastline and just couldn't wait to get out of there, <laughs> to be honest. Um, well, if yeah. you want the scenic route, mate, you get, we'll lock you in for the 60K. Yeah. We'll get you there with, um, with Sarah. You can pace her for a little bit of it. Well, <laughs> I don't know how I, long you'll last, but, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'd, I reckon I'd get to... Um, maybe 20k and that would be more than enough because after a long run for me is about 20 to 23 so yeah and then to be fair at the pace cheek up the ground i don't know that i can keep up so yeah <laughs> a couple of quick ones up at sydney at the same on, on the sunday as well smh half marathon we had actually cassidy shaw's couple of his athletes they managed to finish within 19 seconds of each other so lou mcleod and georgie Vic Neil, one hour 50 20 and one hour 50 39 so pretty good stuff from from cassidy there uh past guest sam jones feels like, feels like we bring up sam every week like just, <laughs> he's just racing so often but you know not only that he's absolutely killing it. just a 115 yeah. and that course is not fast it's not quick yeah i've run that one and it is a real sort of testing That's, hilly you know you're just um, never in a rhythm on that course I read an article said it had 16 hills in it. Yeah, I would every because a lot of it's around like inner city streets where you sort of Mm -hmm. up and around office blocks, and it's a lot, it's a lot of sharp turns and and rises. And yeah, like it's um, in terms of a fast course, I I don't rate it at all, but it's like it's it's interesting and it goes very quick because you're always always got something to concentrate on. So Mm. Um, but yeah, full credit. Well done. That's a great run. Very good one. Um, actually, I missed one here. Shepherd and Park run. Yeah, your athlete. Bit of a pace job from you. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It sort of worked out well because um, normally, like it, when I do my sessions with Anna, they probably overlap Park run a little bit, so I don't get um, as many opportunities to get down there. So yeah, teed up with Taryn um, and and poor Taz. Most of her um 5k pbs have been done as progression runs so you know sort of try and ease her in where you know we might start out at sort of 540s and then sort of try and drop five or ten seconds a k because that's sort of how she feels comfortable and it's to try and stop her from going out too hard and, mm. and i did sort of mention to her that yeah yeah we'll um we'll go out in 530s but i knew that her goal was to try and break 27 minutes and 
um, like her previous PB was 27.21. So I'm like, oh, doing the math, okay, that's a 5.23 average. So um, we casually, we didn't um, spend any time in the 5.30s. We went through the first K at about 5.26. Um, and I knew, uh, Taz doesn't talk much. I've done, I've paced Taz a couple of times and I know that, um, she probably doesn't need a lot of friendly banter or anything like that. It's just, it's game pace and, and away yeah. we go. So, so you can um, pick up on the body language. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, she wasn't certainly not grumpy or cranky. You <laughs> just know that when she's working, she's not yeah. chatty. So yeah, yeah. Um, we did have someone from a runner's club there who was doing some intervals and he, he is a bit cheeky and um, <laughs> I could see he was starting to, to wind Taz up a bit. He was, he was getting on a nerve. So <laughs> Um, yeah, it was added to the challenge a bit, but, um, you know, full credit to her because, um, for Taryn, it's probably, it's difficult for her, especially in a session where she starts to feel it a bit and she knows that she's still got a bit of work to do. And normally in a session, she would probably back off or even you know, potentially have a walk break, which is fine. Mm. Um, cause you ultimately, you just want your athlete to get through and get the session done and, and take some learnings away from it. But um, you know, we paced that first 4K pretty even and it was sort of that 5.25 to 5.28 range. But I knew that at 3K, she was feeling it a lot um, in terms of it was feeling a lot harder than it normally would by that stage. But, you know, to her credit, the 4K was the quickest to that point. So she was able to find a little bit. And then in that last K, um, she brought it home in 5.10 and that's sort of what was enough to sneak in under 27, went around in 26.56. Um, was speechless for about two or three minutes, but I think that was more because she was just trying to make sure that it, her, her lungs didn't come up. So, yeah. um, you know, but it was a great effort and just, um, you know, another one where I think, you know, if you'd asked Taryn 12 months ago, you know, if she'd be able to, to do that thing, she probably would have said something fairly colourful. So, um, you know, to to see her, you know, she's putting the work in, she's trained to, her, to go towards Gold Coast Half Marathon as well. So, um, you know, it's just great. She's really proud of how she's doing and, um, you know, she's, she's loving it. So yeah, once again, just another really rewarding one. Yeah. Just capped off your, well, that was on the Saturday, wasn't it? So that was sort of kickstarted your weekend of, um, some of your athletes going around. Yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Um, what else do we have? Oh, and finally, over in India, they had the TCS Bangalore, well, Bangalore 10K, so a massive event over in, um, in India and um, a couple of my athletes were going around. So they have an elite race over there, so they get some real fast, <laughs> like, I know Brett Robinson's actually done this race before, um, our guy, our Aussie guy, but um, so they have, it's a full weekend of racing and, um, yeah, in the, um, we had I had two athletes. I had VJ, who's actually yeah, spoken about VJ a few times on on the podcast. He's the CEO of Fast and Up, which is a, a big hydration company, and they were sports hydration, and they were sponsoring the TCS event. So that's always a, a good get from them. And he he was but he was doing he, he's, this guy works bloody hard as you can imagine, and yeah. he still still knocks out these runs and this training to real inspirational as to how he, he manages his time and how he gets just keeps showing up and knocking out this training. I know, you know, an event like that, you know, he's, I mean, I saw photos in, in his socials and he was, he was sort of, um, 
Yeah, networking with some big wigs over there. And I think you saw a photo with him with, with Justin Gatlin of uh, the US, Gatlin, the US sprinter, which was, he was over there in India for promoting the, the 10K event, which is pretty random. But um, <laughs> I did, I did I would, enjoy seeing VJ just, um, yeah, would, rubbing shoulders with the big man. Would Justin Gatlin have ever run 10Ks in one go in his life? Oh, I, wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. Be surprised if he knew that that was an event. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, I, <sighs> I don't really understand. But uh, anyway, it was um, it was cool seeing EJ pre race having a having a chat and maybe didn't get any tips off him. Hopefully, he didn't get any. Tips. Oh no, especially well, on so especially didn't. on nutrition. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, that's another that's, that's another topic for another time. Yeah. But yeah, VJ cracked 40 minutes, ran 39.06. He was stoked with that. And his daughter, um, so his daughter's running, she's 15 and debuted over the 10K, ran 45 minutes. So oh, look out. Yeah, he's he's selling, telling me weekly, he's, um, you know, because they're doing a few runs together. He said, oh, yeah, I think that's not much. My days are numbered here. I think, <laughs> gonna, I think she's going to go past me and work out soon. And I'd say that's... Um, yeah, it's on the cards. And another one of my athletes over there, Rangini, she ran 49-44. And, yeah, we wanted to break 50, so it was a huge effort. And she she sort of sent me some some details after the race and just said, look, well, firstly, they had an issue. With, it was shocking weather over there. They've had, they've had really hot conditions and humidity is obviously always hot over there, always a factor. And then they copped a lot of rain on the day. And... Trying, she. You know, we talked about getting to the race early, and then just the things just fell apart because traffic went nuts over there, and as it as it always is. And she got to the start line thirty seconds before the flag went off, and um, yeah, she just early on, you know, her summary was sort of said, "Oh, fifth k, I'd given up any hope of sub 50. and then somehow turned it around, and and yeah, k by k, got it back on target, and um, yeah, managed to to crack 50 which was which was awesome to see no it's awesome especially after oh you know that that start you know you could understand oh, absolutely going up today it's just not going to happen but to work away into it and still break 50 that's fantastic nothing worse than that stressful you know that added stream you're already stressed on race day and then you know just something something crops up like that where it's out of your control and you're just stuck in traffic and you can't, you know, it's just, um, yeah. So she handled it really well and good experience, really good experience. And the fact that, um, you know, we've got plenty more in, 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 uh, in the, over there, there's more races are opening up. So, you know, each month we can start to plan. So there's plenty more on the cards. I know we've actually gone back to BJ. He's, he's locked in for New York. So, um, Oh, look out. Yeah. He'd be heading off over there, so we'll start that block soon. And yeah, so good, good performances over in the in the subcontinent. Mate, question we had during the week. Let's let's move on to the listener question. At Sarah J on our came through to our Instagram, and uh, it's it's an interesting one, Chris. Oh, and I think it's a good one to chat about. So Sarah said, um. I got into running a few years back. I've enjoyed getting better and better. However, I do find myself constantly comparing myself to others on Strava. She's got uh, brackets, faster runners, uh, exclamation mark. Uh, it can be deflating. Yep. Uh, as, 
as you are both on Strava and some of your athletes must be, do you have any tips around managing your Strava usage and the emotions that come with it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a loaded one. And um, thanks to Sarah yeah. for listening. But um, I think it's really top. I've really, really topical question. Um, mm. Mm. I mean, yes. Strava, it's, you know, we're, we're probably going to go down a few rabbit holes here, but. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. Strava is social media. And, mm, it um, is. It's it's literally Facebook for running, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? And it's you know we know what social media has, how it's impacted society, you know, and how it's impacted. And there's been a lot of positives. There's been a lot of good things that have come out of social media, but there's been a lot of really shocking things and i think it's it's crept into the world of strava to a degree um not you know i want to say it hasn't gone too far but there's definitely you know the fact that this is a question that you know this 20 years ago 10 years ago would you be talking about (laughs) whether how how a, a program on a computer or an app is affecting your physical running like it's yeah it's pretty crazy yeah, oh, it is. I suppose. What What are your thoughts, Zach? Because I, I know I, I can go so many places with this. Um, yeah. So I've probably got some strong thoughts on it. But what do you think, mate? Like, I suppose first of all, why do you use Strava? Well, I did go off it for a while. Um, I, I signed up early on and then I posted for a bit and then I just took a break from it because I, I did get sucked into feeling like, I needed to, yeah, or if I, whatever, I, you know, I, I also um, found that when I was running, even I was running well at the time, but I'd often run quite slow on my easy days and I sort of didn't like the idea of people going, oh, he's, you know, this session wasn't that impressive or this easy run wasn't that impressive. So that I, I fell into that trap and was definitely comparing and um, looking at others and, you know, I was getting a little bit deflated by it. But I then kind of reasoned with that why I would go back on Strava and why I use it now. I guess now I've kind of probably matured in my approach in terms of not caring so much about what <laughs> what other people think, to be honest, and thinking, yeah, I'm just going to put it up and embrace it. And I think I've probably, yeah, matured as an athlete and then getting into coaching in the previous few years i've sort of thought yeah i think it's quite useful to kind of document those highs and lows and it's been quite therapeutic in a way to kind of put it up there and just and yeah i I don't yeah i think i've matured enough that it doesn't trap me into those sort of thoughts so you know i should be doing this and I, i actually get a lot of joy out of seeing a lot of my athletes and people that I run with and compete against and seeing how their training's going and genuinely, you know, enjoying that. So I think that's a big reason for me. It's that, that connection that I get from, you know, seeing Matt's running because, you know, previously, like I, you know, and I ran, I've been running for a lot, a lot of years pre, pre Strava and you'd rock up to a race and you'd catch up with Matt and, you know, you wouldn't have known what he'd been doing. Yeah. Um, so now I can kind of follow along and, if he does a workout and, you know, I can give him some kudos so I can say, hey, mate, that was a good session or, 
also sent him a message and giving some um, stick about it. But <laughs> no, but, um, you know, like you, you actually get to see that journey and, and follow along. And I think that's been good and sort of connecting along the way, like, you know, in terms of the run to BB community, I think we've, we've built a pretty good group and it's been a safe space for a lot of people who have chosen to, to post their runs. And, and I've seen it firsthand where you're seeing other run to BB community athletes comment and encourage other runners that they've never met in their life. So, and I think that is, is really positive and that's, you know, I want to be a part of that. And I think it's done more, more, more good than bad in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, like, I suppose that for, for Sarah's question, um, Pabs, like she mentioned that it, you know, it can be deflating and um, yeah. particularly around comparing yourself um, and, you know, obviously the emotions that come with it. I can understand that. Like, it, it, it can be super tough. And I think um, as coaches, we've probably all got athletes who at some point in time, it might not even necessarily be Strava, it might be the people that they train with or that, um, the people they see at park run or something like I guess there's always feels to for some people that there is that competition um, mm-hmm. and, and I get it I get it um, you know and I suppose it's one of those things we always tell people like it's your journey you don't yeah you don't want to compare yourself to others and I think like for for Strava or whether it's Strava or Facebook or Instagram or I mean, Pinterest or you know whatever it is that you're into <laughs> and I, I was a big one I, I'm I, for a very, very long time, I didn't have Facebook or Instagram or anything like that because I just didn't see value in it mm. for myself. And it probably wasn't until that I, I started coaching with Run to PB. I thought, actually, you know what? There's probably a real opportunity here to, um, you know, create or sort of be some some part of social media that you actually enjoy. And, and um, one of the things that sort of I've picked up from some of the people that I look up to is that sometimes you need to be the change that you want to see that um you know if you, there might be some negative comments or you know you find find yourself looking at things and going oh that that makes me feel anxious well um sometimes you, if that's the case maybe you need to delete the app and get off mm-hmm. it. like if it's actually making you upset or it's harming um, or it's you know affecting your emotions in a negative space maybe it's best just to delete that for a while and and look for some ways that you can find joy in it. And for me, with whether it's Strava or Instagram or Facebook, for me, it's about what sort of fun can I have with it? So, you know, mm-hmm. look, largely anyone that probably follows my Strava just looks at it and thinks it's utter nonsense because it's mostly <laughs> mostly emojis and, um, you know, in-jokes with Anna. And, and, hey, that's cool. Because I mean, to be honest, Strava's just for my own amusement and Anna's for the most part. We just yeah. have a bit of fun with it, have some silly run time throw some emojis around and it's you know just something that we giggle at we don't take ourselves seriously in the slightest and mm-hmm. um you know so that that's fun in that aspect and for, but for me as well Strava is great because I can see what my athletes are doing I can keep in contact with people that I've met at other runs and see how their training's going and just provide encouragement mm-hmm. um you know even sometimes it's just commenting on a random photo that I think looks really cool so you know I think a lot can be said um, just for giving even just the slightest bit of encouragement. Like, um, be kind, be nice to people because yeah. um, you don't know you don't know people's um, 
trying to find the right way to say it. You don't know what's going on in people's lives oh, where yeah. sometimes even just the smallest compliment can actually have a big impact on someone. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it might just be like, oh, you know, great effort on that session or, you know, like oh, I've been following your training and I notice you do your easy runs quite easy. Good stuff. Keep it up. Mm. Little things like that, whilst it might just be something that you spent 30 seconds on. And, you know, I'd like to think that if people are giving compliments, that they're absolutely genuine. Mm. Um, but something like that actually it makes someone's day like they just like oh wow like someone someone that i didn't really know or you know i don't necessarily have a um you know a close relationship with thought that hey i'm going all right and that's nice because you know maybe maybe their work day is really stressful maybe they've got some um stress in their personal life or whatever and look if that that moment you can offer a bit of value to someone just with a little comment that makes them smile well you can't put a price on that so I'm not saying you need to go around and comment on, on everyone's right. activities and that sort of thing. But if you've got something that you genuinely think is really good, because I tell you what, you know what people are really good at, mate? When something's shit, they tell mm. people they, you know, they're everyone's willing to say negative stuff about. Yeah, I mean, it's like when it's reviews. not going well. Oh, yeah. mate. People will leave a review, but they won't leave a you know, negative one, but they rarely leave your positive review. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, you know, we oh, that age that, you know, if, if um, you get bad customer service, nine people will go and tell all their friends about how mm. shit it was. But if you get good customer service, it's just expected. Um, yeah. You know, maybe one person will, will comment on it. But, you know, I think there's so much that can be done that we can do with just little things, just little things. You know, whether it's saying, you know, it's, oh, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but it's, it's, there's so many things that you can do in life that can actually brighten someone's day. It can be a thank you. It can be, mm. a, you know, whether that's just, hey, I really enjoyed the run today. It, you know, it really made, made me smile. Like, mm. Awesome. Um, you know, it might be, you know, you, someone does a good job at work and, you know, yeah, we expect it. But, you know, how much, how much good feedback do people genuinely get in their workplace for doing a good job? I, mean, mm. not, I can't speak for everyone, but it's not as much as it should be. Um, you know, and even you know, when you go and buy things that you know might be at the supermarket, I mean, it's mostly kids on the supermarket and all through COVID. How much of a hiding did they cop from yeah. people who didn't want to wear a face mask and yeah. and all of that nonsense? Like, um, you know, things are pretty tough out there for a lot of people, and you'll never know the battles that they go through. So, you know, if you're someone that sits on it behind a keyboard and bullies people through Facebook mm. or Strava, like seriously, piss off and get a life because mm. that's like. You just the amount of harm that you can do to people, and you have absolutely no idea. Like it mm -hmm. just it it sickens me. So, um, yeah, like yeah. I just, I mean, I just think you know, if people that if it's if it's something that um, is troubling you, and particularly like let's say um, you know Sarah, if you've got it got a coach, and um, you know this is something that is genuinely causing you a bit of grief, have a good chat to them and tell them how you feel. Mm. I think a lot of value can be had just from having a conversation around things that you're finding a bit difficult emotionally and people handle things differently. Um, so it's all good and well to say, hey, try and find the positives in it. But, you know, I certainly get the competitive aspect where, you know, you sort of feel like you're competing with other people and that sort of thing. So I think there's a lot of value in just having a conversation with someone, you know, whether that's a coach or a peer, uh, might be a, a partner, um, or a brother or sister or something like that, just someone that you're close to, tell them how you feel, mm. um, you know, because I promise you now, they're not going to think you're silly. Um, you know, it's, it's good just to 
sometimes it's just a weight off the shoulder just to, um, you know, generally say how you feel. And, you know, hopefully you can find a solution and find some joy in it because there's so many good accounts out there. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the great things about social media for me is that I can pick and choose who I want to follow. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? You, you've probably got to look at your list and go, what you know, what, what am I looking at? Why am I, you know, why do I... Why do I need to look at those accounts if they're not? If that's how it's making me feel, and yeah, probably taking that, like you sort of mentioned, yeah, it's taking your control of it, and yeah, having that conversation with your coach. And I think, you know, if you're using it as, um, she sort of touched on, um, you know, she's enjoying it and getting better and better, and um, yeah working with your coach and sort of saying, well, you know, maybe I just need to take a break from Strava and disconnect but i can still still put it on private or i can send you the updates or i can you know through final surgeon you'll see my training and that that could be just a, a good kind of reset as well um, yeah i think another one too is strava strava isn't the truth either there's a mm. lot of there's a lot of um sessions that go up that people will go oh, 10k threshold when it really probably was closer to 10k mm. time trial um you know um sunday easy run and it was probably closer to half marathon effort yeah but just it's just because that's the name of the title doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly how it felt and you know um for the most part people don't put up the niggles that they that they're carrying or the injuries that they have they just go missing for four to six weeks and you wonder what happened so yeah you know it's um well like socials isn't you know yeah like people People don't want to share every, you know, they they want to show their best side and, you know, they want to, and I think, you know, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, these are Strava's, I mean, it's got a history. The, the executives that come from Facebook and Instagram, they're from Silicon Valley. Like they, they are making money from this app. They need you to be on there. So they've gamified it. So, you know, you go on there to see you get kudos. So you get a bit of a dopamine hit when you get more kudos and you get someone's, um, yeah, there's the CR. So they are, they have gamified running to, to a degree and we can get caught up and certain people can be really, really caught up by it, you know, with this whole keeping up with the Joneses and, you know, I've got to keep, got to keep my run streak going. I've got to keep, you know, going back to the app and just, so you've got to be careful that that doesn't lead to injuries or, you know, that's where you've got to have those honest conversations with your coach and being like, Hey, you know, you know, I need to stick to the plan. It's not about what looks good on Strava. It's about, you know, what, what's our goal? What are we, what are we working towards rather than getting caught up in, in those things that, that can come from, from Strava? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, you, you see it like there's some of those um, groups and people have contests with each other to see who can do the most Ks for the week. And, yeah. you know, they're getting out struggling through their long run, but then their friends done three Ks more than them. So they'll get out and do 5K at six o'clock at night when they pretty much just hobble around. Like it's not mm. doing their running any value whatsoever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly has created that element, um, which is disappointing, but, you know, isn't that that's the value in having a coach too? And, you know, I'm mm. just, I know not everyone needs or wants a coach, but I think those people that are serious about running and, and as coaches, I think if we ever see that, it's our duty to call that out mm. as well. Like, hey, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, what what value is that giving mm. you right now? Because all right, you you ran five Ks more than Jimmy this week, but in three weeks' time, when you've got an overuse injury, Jimmy's only running twenty Ks a week and he's running twenty Ks more than you are. 
and, and how's that going to feel? So, yeah, um, yeah and look, I, I, I suppose I'm fortunate that in, in my group that I don't have anyone that overtrains yeah. because of Strava, but I certainly do have people who, you know, it does have an impact on their mental health. It's a very real <laughs> thing, um, yeah. you know, and it's, it's a tricky one to manage. But, yeah, it, this is absolutely real, and it's not just confined to Strava. Mm. Yeah, and I think you, you really you nailed it when you talked about, you know, that the data that's on the screen, it really doesn't tell you everything, you know, about what's how a person's feeling and you know how how it actually unfolded. And I think that's I mean that's that's also my gripe, you know, for going down on rants about AI tra- I don't know if you're seeing a bit of it now is uh, Garmin is giving you a workout and, and I get that they're getting the metrics off your body, but they're not they're not you don't know what's going on in your life so to prescribe a workout based on the ai train that's still a long way off being able to sort of get into your head and go oh well you're actually going through some stuff you don't need to be doing this workout and i think that's the value in having a a coach or running you know someone in your circle that does know holistically what's going on in your running oh mate well said i mean this is the nonsense that and I don't mean to rubbish Garmin because they have a great watch. Okay. I'd love a free oh. one if anyone's listening. Yeah. Um, Garmin is telling me at the moment that I can run a 226 marathon, <laughs> um, which is a 22 minute PB. Yeah. Um, and I can't. <laughs> and and I, I mate, apparently I can run 110 for a half. Mm. No, like that'd be a six and a half minute PB. Yeah, and apparently I'm due to run a three and a half minute PB in a ten k and take a minute and a half out of my five k. And I'll tell you now, none of those are happening. And I'd be flat out riding forty two k in two hours on a bike, <laughs> let alone running yeah. that quick. So you know, the, the, whilst it's great that they come out with these metrics, to be honest, um, oh. you know, and and how's this? So I know. When Brady ran his marathon PB, his watch was telling him that he could do a 224. So apparently I'm only two minutes off that, but <laughs> Brady beat his watch prediction by five minutes. So yeah. like this, <sighs> this stuff's not worth paying any attention to. And I know no. that's I mean you finish you finish oh. a run and it says uh, take five days off. So, oh yeah, yeah, mate, sense. <laughs> how rude is it when a seriously you, you go for a run and it tells you being unproductive? Like, yeah. Garmin, get in the get in the bin. I don't want yeah, like that. I know. It's probably Jesus. been watching. Me. If it's been watching me at work, that's probably correct. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ah, oh, yeah, that that really does grind my gears. Just the, yeah, this <laughs> these responses that Garmin give you, or just yeah, any to AI, it's like it really doesn't know what's going on. Um, oh, there's there's a good one that heaps good runners did, and it's probably about eighteen months old, but it's like. Garmin like recovery advisor it's like yeah. unneeded go celebrate <laughs> with your mates instead <laughs> like yeah that's what i want to pop up online so yeah um but yeah, yeah. that was good well yeah i don't know if we really well we, we covered a fair bit there i don't know if we absolutely pinpointed some of the i guess some of the tips around um managing that strava hopefully sarah oh. Sarah took a bit from that conversation. It's, just, it's an evolving conversation, I think, because there's just a lot to it. You know, there's yeah. There's I think honestly, I think if to to, and I probably did mention it, but I reckon if we to answer Sarah's question, if it is really making you upset, get off it. Give yeah. yourself some time away from it and have a chat to someone. Mm. Um, you know, have it have a chat to someone that you trust and you feel comfortable having that conversation with. And um, and yeah. there's 
Yeah. And, and like, I know she talked about, you know, um, Joyce being, you know, finding myself constantly comparing it. Like if, you, if you're wanting to learn more about the sport, you, there's, there's books, there's, there's other, other channels that you can actually learn and, and sort of follow other runners, um, not necessarily um, Strava which can sort of be a bit of a trap when you're just starting to compare yourself against every run you do. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like we're not ultimately as runners, we're trying to get the best out of ourselves. Mm. You know, we really want to get the best out of ourselves. So, you know, we can enjoy what others are doing and celebrate their achievements, but ultimately they should have no impact on their own personal satisfaction. I don't think. Well said, mate. Well said. Um, we're almost done. Actually, something came across my desk. Thought I wanted to bring it up with you, and it's um, it's an interesting one, Chris. Oh, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you take this record on. Oh, so yeah, tell me about it. What have we got? Guy in Idaho broke one of the oddest Guinness World Records out there by running a half marathon while wearing more t-shirts than anyone else. <laughs> He wore 111 T-shirts <laughs> to YMCA famous Idaho potato half marathon. And he knocked it out in uh, two hours 47. So 111 T-shirts. He like... <laughs> How much do you reckon a T-shirt weighs? Oh, it's about 150 grams usually, 180 grams. Oh, hang on. I know that because of uh, merchandise talk from uh, ordering teas, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, that's, that's a lot of extra weight that's to be geez, carrying. Yeah, yeah. And could you imagine how big that last, those last dozen shirts would need to be to get over the frame? It took him 25 minutes for his support team to dress him. <laughs> his support team. <laughs> how about that gig? Oh yeah, Chris. So what are you up for the weekend? Oh, I'm just going to be part of the support team for um, oh. like putting on 111 tees. Yeah, get a get a get a dress me made up in 111 t-shirts and send him out for a half marathon, <laughs> and hope he doesn't oh. die. Because um, well, this is the thing. He, well, surely that couldn't be good for the body because I'm wasn't. like, what happened? Tell me. Well, no, he just it was. They said it was. He's okay. It's just yeah. said it was cool. The cool race conditions helped him. <laughs> arms and the hands ballooned and went numb due to the lack of blood circulation uh, from the hundred. Oh no! Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to lift his hands above his head. <laughs> yeah, I imagine don't know, trying mate. to get a drink from an aid station. You know, you know like the drinking <laughs> birds; they just like dip their heads down and grab a grab a sip. They'd be like that. There's no way you could pick them up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean. Who was the guy who had 110 t-shirts? If the guy had 111, you'd be shattered, wouldn't you? You'd be filthy, like thinking, oh, 110, like seriously. That, and because I'm thinking that, that would have to be a few more than the record. Like, yeah, all right, I've put it out of reach. Put it out of reach. Yeah, okay. Like, like, what what does he do? Does he go back and put 111 on and just try and run a faster time, or does he? You know, I just think, and what's the limit on these t-shirts, mate? Like, <laughs> there'd have to be some that get properly, like, actually custom made so that they they fit over the frame because. Yeah, the photo oh. is pretty amusing. Um, yeah. I reckon you've got to post that. Sure. Yeah, I'll there, can't be a, there can't be a copyright on that, surely. You've got to no. post that in the interest of um, the public. <laughs> these, are, these are the things they want to see. Well, the guy's actually a serial record holder. Um, he's yeah. got, he also holds the Guinness record for the fastest man to run 100 
meters while juggling blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it in 16 seconds, 16.29. That's sharp, actually. That's a good 100. That's, mate, he's got wheels. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, but, uh, he wasn't, um, he wasn't satisfied with going 100. He thought, oh, I'll do the mile as well. So he knocked out the fastest mile while juggling. Oh. 7.54. Well, that's 7.54. That's sub five minutes for a K. Like, that's juggling while blindfolded. Like, God, even just running blindfolded. And yeah. That, just to clarify, that wasn't with excess T-shirts. That was no, like, he, he just had the one on. Uh, okay. Maybe it's yeah. it topless. <laughs> well, who knows? Okay. Yeah. That's, wow. Um, anyway, that's, um, that's some info you probably never needed in your life. But No, some, <laughs> something that you want to try one day, mate. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> That's not on the on the bucket list. Um, but yeah, more than happy if if someone wants to. Uh, maybe you won't put that out there. I was going to say, you know, if someone wants to do 112 run to BB t-shirts, we'll um we'll sponsor them with 112. <laughs> <laughs> we we will go to the trouble. We will source the shirts and get them made in whatever size. I don't know what size exists for the 111 shirts to get over, but oh my god. Um, that's that's Impressive. just insane. Like, how do you train for that? Uh, yeah. Like, do you just like do a couple of easy runs? Like, yeah, just imagine <laughs> a Strava title. Like, yeah, like, easy thirty minutes, sixty t-shirts. Like, just working yeah. my way into it. Like, oh. Talking Strava, yeah, you'd, you'd hope to get some kudos off the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> World record. <laughs> 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 Made a ship. You think how many Kipchoge was on Strava? How many kudos he'd get for the day he went sub two? Like, what's this guy rolling? For kudos, if you're getting the 111 t-shirts and he can put a Guinness World Record up there, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and have the photo of him wearing the shirts. Like I think that, mate, if that was going to happen, Strava would need to reinforce the server because it would go down. <laughs> I think I think we're we're probably going to have to end it tonight. I think because uh, if Brady gets a hold of this, he's probably going to sack us from this podcast because um we've gone down a gone down a really really odd tangent. <laughs> no, we look. It's probably the most random episode we've done. Um, that's for sure. But um, look, I, I hope that whoever, if if you're still listening and you got this far, <laughs> yeah. thanks for going yeah. to the trouble, and we hope that you get some laughs, laughs out of it. Yeah, well, we certainly did. Yeah, oh, mate, <laughs> nothing I, else. No, if nothing else, we'll we'll jump on under a fake name and give it a five star review. <laughs> nice one, mate. Well, um, great to catch up. Excited! It was it was awesome to recap those results, mate. I think everyone's scoring a high, and as we as we lead up to Gold Coast, we're gonna have some more stories, um, no doubt, bubbling away. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, probably one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to is getting the chance to chat to some of our athletes. Um, I know we've got a hopefully got a couple lined up, but um, just I, I love hearing about the journey to the event after how it went. And just how special it is to them because um, you know, ultimately as runners, that's that's what we're a fan of. We love seeing other people do well. 100%, mate. And um, Sophie Fit, she is a few weeks away. So we'll start to um, start to get that one set up. And uh, we've got a few Run to PB coaches coming on. So Excellent. epic few weeks ahead. No, it sounds good. And I can, with Soph, it'd be great to get some questions in from Yes. From some of our athletes as well, because we obviously we know Soph loves having a chat and she's got some great insights. So and I'm um, still getting messages. I, I got a message during the week um, 
just thanking us for the episode um, uh, with Soph on there. Yeah. Not us too. Just no, so, not but, us. Uh, <laughs> Probably less us, more Soph. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, she just blew up um, on that episode. So, yeah, excited to have her back on. Yes, mate. Well, next week we'll be, it'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be, geez, we'll be leading into the race, won't we? It will be. We've got some um, some key questions that need to be answered before next weekend. So we, we, we will cover those off, I'm sure, um, next Wednesday night. How many singlets are you going to wear at Bendigo? Um, look, <laughs> oh, in negotiations. Um, no, I've just got the one back time, but hopefully <laughs> I'm, not, I'm hoping to be cool enough to be able to roll some of the the, um, the Bendigo warm-up and cool-down kit um, at some point. So nice. um, I might, might have an alternate singlet. But, yeah, unfortunately, my frame wasn't built to um, to withstand multiple layers of clothing other than um, the shirt and a hoodie. So, yeah. And we've still got to stay on that for um, whether we can get those Terry Towling shorts out as well. Yeah, no, seriously, the, the, like the Chafe Master 3000s, those um, <laughs> Terry Towling shorts, I just want to see them. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you, you're not going to be able to unsee that at those. I no, think. I just want a photo. That I'm a big fan of the hats. I didn't. I can't believe they make shorts. Like seriously, <laughs> um, that should come with a safety hazard warning. Those. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we're done, mate. We are well and truly done. Nah, all good. Thanks for tonight. Till next week. We'll see you then. See you then, buddy. <laughs>